Welcome, welcome. The today is February. Welcome the 3rd. to February, everybody. Yeah, it's uh, not Groundhog Day. It's the day after Groundhog Day, so that means we've made it through. Groundhog, what saw that? Uh, saw its shadow. I heard it was like this year was the reverse of what usually happens. Instead of saying, "Oh, winter's gonna be forever," this time the 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 I almost called it a hedgehog. <laughs> the groundhog was like, "Nah, not nah, man. Spring's coming. Spring's coming early this year." It's that El Nino. It's that El Nino, though. Although I don't know how much that'll actually affect us here in California because we don't have seasons here. Right. They do the groundhogs in Pennsylvania, right? <laughs> right. That's where they have seasons. We don't. We don't quite experience it as much as they do. We are summer, 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 rain, summer. Yeah, pretty much. Basically. Uh, so yeah, this is the Media Out Podcast where we talk about all sorts of media. Uh, my name is Matt. I'm Mike. And uh, yeah, we're we're back. Uh, I don't know. How was your week? It was busy. It was very busy. Me too. I got a job. You got a job. Uh, that's something that happened. Uh, so I go in on Monday and work a 40-hour week like a normal person. I started planning for Valentine's Day. Aw, of course you did. Because that's coming up. That is coming up. So, uh, people, if you don't have your significant other's plans slash gift yet, you might want to get on that. Specifically finding a significant other? Well, that too. But, I mean, if you don't want to do that, it makes Valentine's Day a heck of a lot easier for you. Goddamn corporate holiday. Let me tell you. Are you one of those Valentine's Day is a conspiracy by the Hallmark card company? people no that's christmas that's christmas yeah okay it's very miracle no, no valentine's day is a is when a group of women get together and say hey you haven't given us presents in a while we wanted to be treated like queens uh you know what's a good fix for that treat them like queens yeah just do that anyway because you love them well obviously i do <laughs> Because I know my girlfriend's <laughs> listening to this podcast yeah. and Hi, not Kristen. ignoring me for like the sixth time in a row. Oh, come on. She doesn't have to listen to your podcast. Does she? I mean, that's not part of the organization. She didn't sign papers when you guys got together and said, I have to listen to all the dumb stuff you record. No, she listens to my dumb stuff anyways. That's true. Anyways. So, uh, movies. We always start with movies. Let's start in the world of cinema. What do we and got? As always, we always start off with Star Wars. We always start out with Star Wars, but, uh, at least since this started. Yep. So, uh, last time we checked in, we pretty much realized that our dream of it making it in the big leagues, a.k.a. beating Avatar at the number one spot, is just not going to happen. Nope. So this is still the reality we live in? As of right now, okay. My prediction is that at the end of this week... We will hit 900 million domestically. Okay. However, there will still be a long ways away from it yeah. being total. By that means, it still needs another three million, three, another 200 million, to even pass Titanic. Yeah. So, because right now it's just sitting right under two billion dollars. Uh, worldwide. And that's a. Uh, Accomplishment on its own. Well done, Star Wars. It's true, true. But in terms of it being the gigantic movie we all thought it was going to be, we're going to have to wait for that re-release. Yeah, probably. So speaking of re-release, I'm going to jump ahead to a news story. I looked at your show notes, which is a first. I know what you're talking about this time. Well, can I finish Star Wars? No, I was going to jump to uh, the uh, home release, which you now have a date for, right? Yes. The home release, the Blu-ray release for Star Wars The Force Awakens is April 5th. Yeah, so here's the thing. So I guess our predictions now switch from 
box office numbers to uh do you think this will be the best-selling blu-ray of all time no no i think people will wait for the trilogy and then buy it all at once i don't think so Think I think it'll sell really, really well. Okay. I don't know about all time. That's why I was asking. Oh, but I have no idea about all time Blu-ray DVD yeah, it's sales. Yeah, Blu-rays just seem so fresh still, even though it's been what six years. They still feel like a new enough. No, thing. it's been at least ten. No. Since the Blu-ray HDD war. Really? Yes. God, really? Yes. Then how come nobody cares? What do you mean? I feel like by this point in the DVD's life lifetime. Everybody accepted that the DVD was the thing. Whereas now, if you walk into a retail store, you still see DVDs taking up shelf space right next to Blu-rays. And you still have people, and I know you know these people because I know these people, who still don't have Blu-ray players, who still don't think there's a difference, who still don't buy into it. Those people are we call what stupid. What changed, though? What changed, though? Because everybody was so quick to adapt DVDs, and they took over. They completely took over VHSs in this same timeline and now we're looking at that not happening well in a different timeline <laughs> hdd would have won over well we're not in that dystopian alternate reality no. we don't we no. don't have to worry about i think about the main that. reason is that there is no huge <laughs> physical shift because you're going from vhs which is a big box blocky thing right to a cd which is a small comeback disc do you think the differences aren't as obvious to yes, some people that's what it is people will sit down there and be like well my dvd looks just as good as this if i showed you two if i showed you two uh a, C a dvd and a blu-ray flipped it around show you the back side you wouldn't <laughs> tell the difference oh you mean the actual disc i was yes. saying the picture quality oh picture quality oh those people are stupid then. Well, that's what i'm saying is that yeah. the, you we but we both know people who say that yeah and they're, they're, they're people, I'm not just even saying of an older generation. I know people my age or younger who have this opinion that they Hipsters? think there's no difference. No, it's not even like a style thing. It's not even like I want to be hip thing. It's literally their eyes, for whatever reason, do not see the difference is like as big enough for them to invest in it. I think it's their TVs. Or, here's an alternate well, suggestion. Uh, here's, uh, I think here's... <laughs> Okay. Okay. What's your suggestion that I'm gonna say? What mine is? I was is? gonna say, was it the recession? Ooh. Did that play Not into it? the way it? I was gonna go. Because I'm thinking that around the same time, um, that people would have been rapidly adopting Blu-ray was also the time where nobody had money, and I'm wondering if because those earlier Blu-ray players, we're talking about like 07, 08, because they were hundreds of dollars, maybe the early adopters. <clears throat> couldn't talk into talk their friends into buying spending that much money on a luxury product because it was that when it first yeah. came out it was a luxury product i didn't get a blu-ray player until i bought a playstation 3 and i bought my playstation 3 two years after it, its release so that's an example right there is it some it, that adoption of blu-rays were, were really slow and i wonder it was possibly because of the economy maybe but my thing is that there is Oh, okay, my reason is for there okay. not being a huge spike in Blu-rays and why DVD continues to thrive is because anything with a CD drive plays DVDs, yeah. including computers, including the Xbox, including the Wii. However, they do not play Blu-rays unless you have a specific Blu-ray optical drive. I feel like we're getting there, though. I feel like more and more PCs are shipping with Blu-ray drives. 
I feel like while they still have drives. Yes. Well, well, I mean desktops. I don't mean laptops. Obviously, laptops are going away from drives altogether. Right. They're the cloud. But I mean, like, and it took like uh, an extra generation for Microsoft to put a Blu-ray player in their Xbox. So I mean, yeah, that's to a certain extent true. But I think now in 2016, most things you buy, if you're buying them new, will have Blu-ray compatibility. I think, except obviously laptops. Right. So I think we're getting away from that. But anyways, that was a little that was a little tangent. But, but anyways, there's, there's your info on Blu-rays. Interesting still. A little interesting tidbit on Blu-rays. Uh, Star Wars, Force Awakens, April 5th. But if you want to wait even longer <laughs> and want to be in the movie. Well, are we going to save this for games? Well, I feel like it's Star Wars. Because I noticed you had it up here. I guess while we're talking about Star Wars. While we're Wars, talking about Star Wars. I have a Wars. funny story about this one real quick. Uh, so I don't know if you saw part of this. So before this information came out, Warner Brothers was trying to be clever, and they put up a, th- a teaser uh, basically saying, tomorrow we have a big announcement involving one of the big, one of our biggest media franchises, or one of the biggest media fr- franchises, and one of the biggest video game franchises. And everybody was, like, freaking out about what it would be. And, of course, it just ended up being Lego Star Wars Episode Seven. <laughs> The Force Awakens. No one's surprised at all. That the biggest money-making movie <laughs> is now in Lego form. Well, I mean, there's been plenty of Lego Star Wars games before. Obviously, there's a precedent for this. As recent as last year, I think one of these things came out. I could be wrong about that. But there's been a lot of Lego Star Wars games. This is not even close to the first. However, what makes this one interesting is this, this is the first Star War- Lego Star Wars game post the EA Disney deal where EA was supposed to be the sole creator of Star Wars licensed video games. Right. So this must have been my guess is this must have been part of a prior contract and this is maybe their last contracted game. I think this is Warner Brothers Lego deal in in play here. Well, that's what I mean. They had to make a contract with somebody. Right, cuz Warner Brothers as the Warner Brothers Studios or Entertainment uh, Video Game Department, which is contracted with the Lego people, sure. who Lego is has contracts with everybody. Right, and I mean it's not the only time this has happened. I mean, Disney also owns Marvel, and they're doing that Avengers Lego game in like if that's not already out in like a couple weeks. Right, which I is th- surprising. I think that's this month, yeah, because they already had Legos Marvel, Marvel superheroes. superheroes. Is, this is basically that again. Yeah, from what I understand. But yeah, so I mean, I guess it's I guess Disney probably plays around with those contracts and maybe lets Lego do their thing because they're Lego, and they know that they know that it doesn't really affect their bottom line because they can get that money back on their Lego distribution of physical products. Right. Yeah. I mean, besides the point that Disney knows that they make money on pretty much anything they just slap Star Wars on, or mouse ears <laughs> on, or mouse ears or Iron Man. Helmets. Just put Marvel, Marvel put Marvel people. sticker on a Darth yeah. Vader helmet, and go. give it to Mickey Mouse to hold. That's a crossover. There you go. Kingdom Hearts three. Eventually. <laughs> Anyways. Kingdom Hearts three colon eventually. So yeah, if you like the Lego games, if you like Star Wars, this will be that. Yep. No surprise. Uh, other box office news. All right. We have a new champion. Hi. Correct. That was my impression of a kung fu person. I can't do a panda. So tell me about Kung Fu Panda, the third. Kung Fu Fan, 
Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda. I want to see that movie. Kung Fu Panda. Yes. The third installment yes. of DreamWorks franchise yes. uh, starring Jack Black and no one else. Wasn't Angelina Jolie in that at some point? She is. She's still? She's in that. So is Jackie Chan. So is Seth Rogen. All right. So is Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman? Dustin Hoffman is in that movie? Yeah, he's like the little chihuahua dude. Oh. Like He's like the master. See, I only saw the first Kung Fu Panda. And I only played the game. I did not see the second Kung Fu Panda or, like, the Christmas special or any of the TV stuff they've done. All I know is that first movie, which I thought was okay for its time, but I don't know. You haven't watched it since? I haven't watched it since. Well, guess what? They made two more. Yeah. This is the third one. This one did pretty high. Yes. Number one at the box office uh-huh. with $41 million domestically. Okay. Not, not terrible. It's for, not terrible. For February. <laughs> it's not terrible for, for February. The dead of winter. But it's all. But it really is terrible when you consider where else it opened up. Okay. Kung Fu Panda simultaneously, Kung Fu Panda Three, also opened up in China with. Uh-huh. I don't know if I covered this last week or not. With a specific Chinese dubbed release sure. of it. Sure. Okay. Yeah, where, where they? This, but that yeah, makes sense. Where they uh, redid everyone's lip flaps. Okay. And made yes, them. Speak. They dubbed it. Yes. So there was no like subtitles for Kung Fu Panda in, in uh, China. It was all Mandarin. Okay. That made fifty-seven huh. million. Okay. In China, opening weekend. I mean, there's a whole hell of a lot more people over there, so that's not that impressive, but still. Well, yes, but this just shows how China is slowly dominating our own box office. <laughs> or and, just more people are seeing movies. Or China likes. Pandas, pandas, which is not surprising. And kung fu, they like and those threequels. <laughs> yes, they like third movies in the series. It helped Transformers. <laughs> Nothing can help Transformers. Anyways, speaking of Transformers, what do we got we have uh, some breaking news. Breaking news. Michael Bay and Transformers. What about him? You know how Michael Bay suck? Well, yes, but one sucks more than the other. Okay. Michael Bay originally said he was. Go, not going to direct Transformers 5. He keeps saying that, yeah. He keeps saying this. He's done after the third one saying, that's uh-huh. it, I don't want to direct anymore. And then he did another one. And then he directed Pain and Gain, <laughs> and it sucked ass at the box office. <laughs> yep. To which he came back to Paramount and said, we'll give you another shot. You know what also sucks? Pain and Gain. Yeah. Continue. Yes. You're so, that's fine. So, um, <laughs> so Michael Bay directed Transformers right. 4. Because he did that, Paramount allowed him to direct... The Benghazi movie, 13 Hours. Right. That also sucked at the box office. <laughs> that is currently bombing, in fact. Yes. No pun intended. Well, guess who came back to Transformers? Ooh. Michael Bay. Michael Bay is, is doing now, the fifth Transformers movie. He's now doing the fifth Transformers movie. God. Does this sound like a repeating pattern to you? I, I think, you know, Michael Bay is like the, uh, is the film equivalent to Hideo Kojima. Remember how after Metal Gear Solid 2 came out, he was like, I'm not going to do any Metal Gear Solid games anymore. Then after 3 came out, he said, I'm not going to do any Metal Gear Solid games anymore. Then after 4 came out, he said, I'm not going to do any Metal Gear Solid games anymore. And then after 5 came out, he left Ko- uh, Konami and the whole thing Well, happened. Konami let him go. <laughs> and that whole so thing. I'm just saying. They said, okay, you're done making Metal Gear movies. <laughs> is, is Paramount going to have to fire Michael Bay for this to stop happening? Well, Michael Bay needs to make a decent movie outside of Armageddon and outside of the Transformers franchise. And outside of Bad Boys, too. 
I think Bad Boys <laughs> 3 was in the production. That was going to happen. I remember that was going to happen. Yes, but I think, who was it? Martin Lawrence? No. That who, sounds right. Is it Martin Lawrence? Is it Martin Lawrence? I believe so. Uh, I don't know. Regardless, who cares? Yeah, I think Martin Lawrence <laughs> wanted too much money to come back with Will Smith. Sure, that makes sense. Because Will Smith probably demands the higher paycheck. Or at least he did back in his I'm Will Smith, give me all the money days. Yeah, Martin Lawrence. Okay, Martin Lawrence. Thank you. Yeah. I so think, yeah, he wanted too much money, and the studio said, no way, if we're going to give any money, it's going to be to Will Smith. Yeah. And Will Smith was like, whoa, whoa, I'm not even involved in this yet. But you want to throw money at me? Go right ahead. <laughs> and then he went and made uh, the Suicide Squad movie. Right. Because they were taking too long. Yep. Pretty much. Yep. All right. So, Michael Bay. What else do we got? Michael Bay. Uh, what else do we have? Well, it's February. Yes. And that means February releases. Yay. They kind of are terrible. Yeah. Sort of. All right. So, I'm going to go through week by week. Okay. Give you the top two movies. All right. Who do you think is going to come out on top? Okay. All right. This week, we have Hail Caesar. Coen Brothers farce. Yes. And Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Uh, horror slash, yeah, horror Comic movie. Comic book Comic, movie. Comedy horror thing. Yes. Who do you think is going to win between those two? Uh, uh, the, or will Kung Fu Panda. I was going to call it Plants vs. Zombies. <laughs> uh, or will Kung Fu Panda hold over? I think over. Pride and Prejudice will. I think Pride and Prejudice will uh, beat it. Really? Yeah. I think Pride and Prejudice and Zombies has name recognition and ha- and it's been a while since an action movie's been in uh been in theaters. I think it'll do well. Okay. I think uh Hail Caesar is too esoteric for a general audience. I think you're right. Like most but Coen Brothers. But I think movies. Kung Fu Panda will win the holdover just because families. Yes. But I think that all the families would have already seen it. That's what I'm saying. It's like that's not a high number. Well, let's say it's 41 million yeah. and roughly half but They're no one's half. seeing movies right now. Right. But I think something like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies will get people back out. So you think he's going to do over $20 million in box office? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. I'm going to say that right now on recording in front of America. I could see 23 <laughs> maybe. Maybe I could see 23 see? million. See? See? That's a stretch. That's on the high note. All right. Following week, for Valentine's Day, okay. we have the cancer love patient, Deadpool. <laughs> Right, yeah, that Valentine's Day classic. And we have the man all in love with himself, Zoolander 2. Zoolander will beat Deadpool. Obviously. It has the PG-13 over the R. Deadpool's R, I see why they creatively chose it, but it's going to get trampled. Did you see that there was a a fund by a mom, a campaign by a mom to <laughs> to try and make Deadpool a PG-13 so her eight-year-old could see it. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't that, that math doesn't check out, lady. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My math seems to check out just fine, and it says hard R for Deadpool. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying that it makes sense. I'm just saying that it's going to lose to Zoolander, not completely because of that, but partially because of that. Does PG-13 movies make more money? Like the exceptions are fewer. You know, like, yes, the hangovers of the world disproved that rule a couple times. But if you look at the bigger picture, it's just PG-13 movies make more money. It's because they get the wider audience. It's much wider audience. All right. Following that, we have Race, the Jesse Owens film. And it means that race, and it also means that other race. Yes. 
It's 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 playing on itself. Yes. Follow and then it's going up against Risen, the Ralph not Ralph Fiennes, his brother. Joseph? Joseph Fiennes. Joseph Fiennes, you mean Michael Jackson? Yes. As we discussed last week. Yes. <laughs> Michael Jackson plays a Roman soldier in search of Jesus' body. Let's see that movie. That's uh okay. Um, all right. Sure. I think Zealander will hold over on that. Of those yeah, two. <laughs> that's a pretty lousy week. Oh, then I should probably skip the, the the last week of February then. Yeah. We have gods, the gods of Egypt. Uh-huh. The I don't white, even know what that is. It's the white casted, heavy CGI movie. Okay. That that you described every every action movie made in the last twenty years. Basically. <laughs> okay. It starts with Rod Butler. Okay, again, you described every action movie made in the last 20 years. Yeah, so that's going up against Eddie the Eagle. Right, the one that they're advertising, like, like all over the place right now. Yeah, well, it just premiered at Sundance. Got it. There's a pretty good reviews. Sure. It's from the same guys who did Kingsman, same producer. Okay. I don't know. I have a hard time getting, quote, inspired, unquote, See what I did there? Yes. To see those inspirational schmaltzy movies. Well, don't forget. Well, this was inspirational for the Olympics in right, well, right. Winter Olympics. Except whereas they're not race, this year, yeah. Yeah. Whereas race is Summer Olympics. This is a, and they're going right after each other. Yeah, I was gonna say this is a Summer Olympics year. Yep. Those things are way overshot. Well, undershot. 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 Well, we're 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 <laughs> way before. We're way before the Summer Olympics. That's yep. not. That's an August thing, typically, yep. like beginning of August. Mm-hmm. But anyways, what else do we got? What else do we have? Um, Nervies. Do you want to save SAG for TV? We can go over it right now, just real real quick. So the SAG Awards, for those of you who don't know, are the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Screen Actors Guild is that thing that you have to be a member of to make movies now. <laughs> or after. Well, that's the thing is the audience might not know this, but there used to be two separate guilds for actors. There used to be SAG, which was generally for film actors, and there used to be AFTRA, generally for television actors. What happened is that those two companies merged in the last five years. And so now it's just one big happy family of... SAG-AFTRA. SAG-AFTRA, or just SAG. Yeah, everyone just goes by SAG, because eventually TV turns into film. Yep. So they do awards, and... um, just like we've talked about other award shows in the last few weeks, we like to sometimes use them as a reference point for what could technically mean, like what could mean, uh, like momentum-wise for the Academy Awards. SAG being uh, most noteworthy for typically because actors make up so much of the Academy's voting. Whatever usually wins for ensemble in the SAG Awards usually goes into the. Uh, goes into the academy looking good so do we want to talk about some of the awards recipients here yeah so we'll go with uh best ensemble uh in a cast of motion picture best cast basically is what i meant by ensemble yes and that reward went to spotlight so spotlight being the uh uh the priests and boys movie yes and the boston globe which you want to, do you want to, you saw Spotlight. Yes, I saw Spotlight. Uh, do you want to briefly talk about it now while we're on it? Um, it's good. Yeah. It deserves the casting more than it does, re- than more than any other movie probably. Okay. 
Um, as much as because uh, I saw. So who's good in it? Oh, uh, Mark Ruffalo for sure. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo Ooh. is good in it. Uh, best actor nod? Yes, no. Um, supporting. He's a supporting. I'm oh, sorry. Yes. Supporting. Yeah, I, I give him the best supporting. Okay. I believe he's down here in supporting. Uh, no. Oh, no. Oh, he's in for. Um, <laughs> I think he's in. He was in for the Golden Globes. That's okay, what it was. Okay, but he was not for the Screen Actors yeah. Guild. Actually, there's one point. Is he for the Academy Awards? I believe he is. But I remember watching the movie, and there's one point in the movie where he just goes like full on Oscar mode. Yeah. In his speech, and I was like, okay, I st- and the Oscar goes too. <laughs> <laughs> right at the end. <laughs> it was like, it was just super obvious that. He's just got super passionate yeah. and super yelling. He's like, you're wrong. We need to do this. This is my moment. I'm stepping up to be the leader here. And, yeah. <laughs> it's just a really super obvious moment. Awesome. Um, but um, for him in a supporting role, he did, yes, he he did get... He yes, has, he is. He is nominated. Okay. He did get the nomination. Interesting. All right. I think he gets it. I would give it to him. I don't think he might not win. I think... The momentum is in Sylvester Stallone for Creed. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> but as for everyone else in here, yeah, it'd be between Sylvester Stallone and Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Personally, I'd give it to Mark Ruffalo. I feel he did more Fair. in a supporting role. Okay. So uh, the rest of that movie, besides uh, the acting, is it is a good script? Um, good script. How's the direction? Is it good, like it's a lot of investigation. Well, I'll get it over this in my review. Well, that's why I was asking now, so we can get it over with. Oh, okay. Do you want me to review a spotlight? Uh, like I said, just like talk about it. Okay. In general terms. All right. Well, the script is good. Okay. Um, it's a lot of investigation going on. Not a lot of stuff happens. It's just a lot of finding out. And Michael Keaton does a really weird job. <laughs> By that I mean it's set in Boston, so he tries to do a Boston accent, and then just completely gives it up halfway through the movie. And then it returns about towards the end of the movie. And it's really jarring, <laughs> and I'm wondering why. I know why he did it, because everyone's in Boston, and he repeats. Anytime he says that he he went to the school across the street, he has a Boston accent. It's just that whenever he doesn't mention it, or is nowhere near the school or the globe, he doesn't have the Boston accent. <laughs> it's like it's an, it's an act. Like, his character is doing it as an act? Yes. Like, his character is aware? Yes, his character is aware <laughs> that he should do the Boston accent when he's around other Boston people in a Boston setting. And, like, I like how you're drifting into your own right now. Yes. <laughs> but whenever he's, like, he's alone or, like, with his own team, he doesn't do the Boston accent. I have a question. How many times do people say wicked in this movie? I don't know. I didn't keep track. Ah! But I know they kept saying <laughs> cities a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but they mainly say the cities because the priest was in this city, and then he moved to this city, yeah. and then he went to this city. Yep, yep, and they just yep. kept mentioning cities, and I was like, yep. okay, sure, let's go with all those ones that I don't know. <laughs> but yes, if you, I would recommend Spotlight. Okay. Uh, definitely an, a solid HBO movie. Yes. <laughs> which, just happens to, which happens just to be in theaters. Yes. Uh, okay, does it beat? The Revenant for Best Picture. Does it beat The Big Short for Best Picture? Well, I saw both The Revenant mm-hmm. and The Big Short this year, this week. Right, right. With Spotlight, which those would be the main three going those up against each other. Those are the three, it looks like. Yeah. So, Unless there's an upset 
if there was an upset, it would be to Mad Max because they want people I, to continue watching. See, you said that last week too, and I disagree with you. Oh, I, I don't that, think it will win. No. No, but if there's an, I think that if there's an upset, it's The Martian. Really? I don't think so. I don't think Mad Max has the clout. I don't it's think Martian has the clout. It's definitely not Bridge of Frickin' Spies. Nope. It's definitely not Brooklyn. That's a sentimental choice. Yes. It's definitely not Room, the other sentimental choice. It's the race's big, short, revenant spotlight. Yep. Those, that's the race. Because the big, short one for best producer, uh-huh. the spotlight one for best um, ensemble, ensemble cast, cast, and revenant and won, won the Golden, Golden Globe. Globe. So those are the three. So those are the big three, yeah. and all three have won. So yeah. that's up to the Academy Award to decide, or basically Chris Rock to decide. <laughs> yes, it's Chris Rock's decision. He's the only voter this year. The uh, the, uh, the Academy changed the rules. Yep, the rules After everyone changed. was up in an uproar, he said, anyone still going to the Oscars, that <laughs> is colored, can vote, and will be only count for a vote, and Chris Rock just happened to be the only it's, other person yeah, going. Just Chris Rock. <laughs> so they're changing stuff up. Uh, so I guess, uh, so that spotlight, real quick, Big Short. All right, Big Short. Oh, we're going to just go to my reviews? Might as well. All right. So, We're talking about movies now. Okay, so Big Short. Yeah. Big Short was good. Yeah. I like Big Short. It was a lot of people in that movie. Um, yeah. Christian Bale, he does a good job. Okay. He's not in it for very much. He's very one-sided in all of this. Okay. Basically, Christian Bale does not act as an <laughs> influence to any... He doesn't meet anybody else in the picture. It's Which is funny. Any of the big names, the actors, has mm-hmm. no scenes with them. Weird. He's just this standalone uh, PhD guy, PhD doctorate. I know all this mathematics stuff, and he looked into the subprime loans that everyone was doing. Right. And decided, this doesn't add up. This looks like it could crumble. I'm gonna take this investment company that I am in, and then put all my money into this three years before or two years before anyone notices anything. Okay. And so he went to the banks, said, "I want to put a." I want to put my money against your loans. And they all laughed in his face and took his money. And we all know what happened then. Right. This is all based on a true story. Yes. Should probably, or a true situation. Yes. The, yeah. the big short is about the economic collapse yes. of 2007. In case you didn't know. In case the commercials did not give that away. You know, the reason why Blu-rays didn't catch on, yeah. as aforementioned. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, a, it's about the big shorts. Yes. Because of Christian Bale. Yes. Blame Christian Bale. Because Christian Bale... Well, actually, that, that's actually my own theory about this. Is that if all this is true, then I blame Christian Bale's <laughs> character for the economic collapse. Because <laughs> nobody would have looked into the loans, nobody would have bet against the banks, and the banks would have not have sure. kept their own stock as high as it was. Sure. And basically hold on as long as they can until it was all crumbling down. Where's Mark when you need him on a podcast right now? I know. Like he, had some, he would have something to say here. Uh, so Adam McKay directing. Obviously, he's mostly known for comedies. his Will Ferrell comedies. How do you think he did here? Uh, job well done. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Uh, everything, even though everything was like totally not in my forte, he made everything easy to explain. That's good. He also brought in Margot Robbie naked in a bathtub you with tweeted about that and i was like hmm maybe i should see this movie <laughs> basically whenever <laughs> there's something that's too absurd to explain uh. to normal in normal terms they brought in like a guest actor to explain it 
They had Margot mm. Robbie, they had Anthony Bourdain, and they had Selena Gomez. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Selena Gomez is in this movie? Yes. That will not be the only time Selena Gomez is mentioned on this podcast. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was mentioned last last week yeah. when she was on SNL. True. She will also be mentioned later. Uh, so, okay, cool. So you like The Big Short? I like The Big Short. Is it better than Spotlight? Uh, tough, because they're two similar movies. They're both, okay. They're movies about a group of people trying to get more information about something really terrible that's happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think they cancel each other out, which is why The Revenant is going to win. Wow, all right. Big talk. Uh, so The Revenant, how do you feel about that? We've already talked at length about it before, so yes, do you want to just talked, give your, you your take? Yes, you talked, review. Yeah, do you want to just give your take on it? Uh, my, yes, I loved that movie. It was great. That bear should win for Academy Award. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so I saw somebody t- on Twitter today uh, say, alternate name for The Revenant, bear with me. Yes. So, I didn't, okay, the first probably 10, 12 minutes of that movie, really slow, really drawn out. Yeah. Is yeah. really poorly paced. Kind of like, okay, all right. It's like, okay, I get it. You're all wilderness. You're all wild men. I get it. Yeah. And then the bear attacks. Right, and then the movie picks up. And then the bear attacks, and then that's when everything starts to finally happen. It's funny because before that happened, I really didn't care for any of the characters. No, then no. after Leo gets attacked by the bear, I was like, all right. Leo's not going to say anything for the next hour, probably. Well, that's the weird thing about that movie is that there's only really, like, three characters who you care about. Yeah. It's Leo. It's his it's his uh, adopted son. Yes. And it's... Tom Hardy. And it's Tom... The, the dude... The, like, the terrible dude. Yes, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's character. And those are the only three characters that matter in that oh, entire story. yeah. Well, they had Eyebrows Kid there. Eyebrows Kid, kind of. He's... You know what he reminded me of? The kid from The Maze? No. Runner? No. He the kid from no Rhythm his Millers? character, not oh. his, not the actor. Oh, the character reminded me of the guy in Pocahontas who shoots. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> you mean Christian Bale's character? Yeah, <laughs> it's like the same idea, right? Yes, it's like the same idea. It's it's kind of like the innocent, He's only the... E- the innocent guy who's trying to prove himself to his like Superiors. commanding officer, essentially. Yes, and he can't do it, and he has to eventually like. Like, fake it the whole time, except he doesn't have that moment where he messes up like he does, like the character in Pocahontas does. He doesn't actually shoot anybody. But he no. does kind of go with it until he can't anymore. Right. Which is, it is Ed, interesting. Until the canteen comes back. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Until his March canteen <laughs> right. comes back. Yeah, no, it was. It, it, so so well, I guess it's a good thing that you liked it, but it's I don't know. How did you like? How, yes. how did you feel about uh, Inaritu's direction here? Very <laughs> open. Uh, yeah. Very fantastical. So what I meant about like the 180 degree stuff. Yeah. Like he 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 thinks. It's weird how he thinks in a circle when he films stuff. Yeah. He's, he's never thinking about a plane. He's always thinking about what's going on around this corner, what's right. going around over here. And he, that, I think, is why he likes that in, invisible take thing mm-hmm. because it, like, allows him to kind of think in 360. But... Well, because... I know he does, he does it because 
people aren't just two dimensional. Right. People are live in a three dimensional world. Right. And so he tries to give that three sixty feel. Yeah. Or one eighty. But it's it was weird. To, like I said last time, it was I thought it was weird how sparingly he used it compare here to right. as compared to in Birdman. Right. But I still like the Revenant. Um, okay. He's gonna win. Leo's gonna win. Uh, he 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 got my vote with his tears and grunts <laughs> and blood. His blood, is that all, sweat, and tears. Is all they have to do for you is grunt. Grunt, blood, sweat, tears. <laughs> yeah, I mean, grunting wins Oscars. Basically, all right. I'm surprised Christian Bale didn't win one for a Batman. <laughs> uh, I am Batman. I'm talking grunt. <laughs> I'm grunting Batman. <laughs> All right, so um, well, okay, we'll, we'll quickly go through the other Screen Actors Guilds. Sure, stuff. yeah. Uh, so Leo did win for best uh, actor. Actor, cool. Uh, Brie Larson won for actress. Sure. And for the room. All right. That puts her in the front runner. She for continues her uh, momentum. Yep. Going so in. for your Oscar ballots out there, yep, pick Brie, Brie Larson. Brie and Leo. Brie and Leo. Those are the tops. The the shocker, is Idris Elba. Wow. Winning. For a uh, male actor in a supporting role for wow. Beats of No Nation. That's interesting. Which it, I think is the first Netflix win for a motion picture. Right. I think you're right. That's crazy. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, Didn't see that coming. What? Alicia Vikander. In the Danish girl. Supporting. Right. Um, the, the favorite here is probably, I don't know. Like, I would think that it would be someone else. I would think Kate Winslet. How was Rachel McAdams in um, in Spotlight? Very well done. Yeah, she's good. Uh, I didn't know it was Rachel McAdams. <laughs> Whoa. Secret Rachel McAdams. Yes. It's secret, the secret best Rachel kind McAdams. of Rachel McAdams. But I think, uh, I guess Elisa Vikander was going to... Yeah, I guess she is the... Uh, she, I guess she's the favorite. I guess, compared. I didn't realize how... I, I thought Eddie Redman would be the girl in the Danish girl, but... <laughs> I guess it's uh, I guess it's Alicia Vikander, so mark your Oscar ballots. Oh, there you go, there you go. All right, then that was in motion pictures. In TV, Downton Abbey continues sure. its reign All right. of terror. Okay. For uh, for ensemble in a drama series makes more sense than Game of Thrones. Yep. But for comedy series, it's Orange is <laughs> the New Black. Orange is the New Black still being called a comedy series. I yep. see here. For some reason. <laughs> and then. Ian Peel was nominated. What? Okay. Yeah. That's or, weird. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Spacey for House of Cards. That's weird. So for television drama. No, I mean, um, his wife won, or in the show. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I guess they. I don't know. I just don't. Yeah, think Robin Wright. That, Robin I just Wright don't think won he's last that like two years ago. In that show, though. You don't like his accent? Yeah. No, but that's not the only reason. I just don't. He. He's the president of the United States. You show some goddamn respect. <laughs> He's gonna be a freaking cat in that movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> nine lives. Nine lives. I don't oh, know good. if we should give an award to him at all. Oh, oh, that's gonna go to the Razzie category for sure. Oh, I bet. If the people still remember it. It sucks. Yeah. So Viola da da Davis. Da Viola Davis also continues her reign of terror. Yeah, reign of terror. Well, I mean, she is teaching out people, teaching people how to get away with murder. So that's pretty terror yeah. terrorist. Terrorish. Yep. And then Jeffrey Tambor <laughs> won a female in a comedy series. No. I mean, male actor. Okay. Male Come actor on. in a comedy Come series. Come on, Mike. 
<laughs> it's transparent. I know, but still. All right. <laughs> it's not. And then Uzo Aduba won for best male in a comedy series. Female. Female. And the surprise of the night, Idris Elba was back on stage again. Wow. Yes. TV and movies. Yes, I think this marks the first double winner. And I don't know the history of SAG. Yeah, I don't know about the history of yeah. SAG, but in recent times... That's not possible on most award shows right. because they don't usually do both. Yep. But on something like this, yeah, I guess that checks out. And then Queen Latifah in a miniseries for Bessie. Sure, okay. But here's what's also interesting about the SAG. They have awards for stunts. Do they? Yes. And know. for action, the award went to... Mad Max Fury Road. Stunts. Stunt man. There's mad stunts going on in that movie. I've not seen it yet. Yep. Now I know it's on uh, HBO Go, so I will have to watch this. Yep. I have to get my... They'll check another box on my Best Picture knobs. Yep. And then uh, Best Stunts for TV goes to none other than Game of Thrones. Sure. That checks out. Uh, it's funny because they do stunts in a comedy or drama. Yeah. I'm surprised, it's not, uh, I'm surprised that's not Daredevil. Yeah. Freaking, we watched Daredevil, and holy crap, do people get beat up mad on that show. Yeah, Daredevil's pretty insane. Some grizzly stuff going down. So, yep. But I guess Game of Thrones, there's more like, you know, like, action going on. Yeah, there's a lot more people getting killed and stuff. It's fantasy stuff. All right, let's move on from the SAG. Is that all for movies? Yeah, that's it for movies. That's all, all I have righty. for movies. Let's move on for so, yeah, so some we went television. So, uh, okay, so some sports happened. Some, well, if you want to call them sports. Yeah, I guess. This was the week that sports took a break, you could say. This is the week of the All-Star Games. Yeah. Both in the NHL and NFL. This is basically the time where all the football players get to go to Hawaii and relax. And play some two-hand touch. Yes. Basically. Basically. Because nobody wants to get injured. If you're a pro bowler, you don't want to get injured. So you're not going to be... Hit as hard as you can. You're not going to block as hard as you can. So did you watch either of these? Uh, I watched the skills for the NHL. The skills? Yes. Okay. You did not watch the game for No, I didn't watch the game, but I know that the, the Pacific ball. one. The Pacific? Yes. To the be Pacific, specific? Yeah, the Pacific Division one for the NHL. Sure. Because head coach Daryl Sutter of the, of the Kings Okay. was the head coach of the Pacific Division. And you're not biased here at all, right? No, not at all. Okay. I mean, Corey Perry. Corey Perry was... Corey Perry! Corey Perry! Uh, as, he, as he says his own name. And now we way. have a 14-year-old boy reporting on the NHL. He's reporting on Corey uh, Perry! Corey Perry. We call him Scory Perry because he scores points. But we don't care about Corey Perry. Right, we don't. But Coach Gerald Sutter. I especially don't. Yes. Coach Gerald Sutter, congratulations on your... Congratulations! Win I'm winning the All-Star game. Yay! Hockey. And congratulations <laughs> to all you pro bowlers out there. Yeah, all of you. All two of you that listen to us. <laughs> Zero of you. Let's be realistic. Okay. <laughs> so cool, that happened. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Let's talk about Greece. Oh, other stuff. Yes. TV. Yeah, that sucked. Really? <laughs> you think it sucked? <laughs> because okay. the online consensus is it did not suck. Okay, let's let's rewind here. Uh, so, obviously, uh, this is referring to Fox. Um broadcast a live performance of the musical Grease. Yes, that of the late 1970s musical movie, uh, Grease, which was based which, on a Broadway show, Grease. Which uh, takes place this, in the 1950s. Yes. Spe this, specifically, this version specifically based on the original Broadway production. 
Uh, so they basically try to do what NBC has been doing. Uh, we talked about the Wiz, I think, early on. Yes. In our podcast, and uh, it's kind of like that, except they tried a little bit of a different approach with this one. I think we brought this up on our first podcast because yeah. we mentioned Joe Jonas and uh, maybe yeah we were talking yes, about some casting stuff. So, okay, so, yeah, I'm going to say that my opinion is going to be biased, guaranteed, because I don't think Grease is a very good musical. I think the songs are weak, I think the moral is terrible, and I just think it's just a boring show. What do you think about Grease? I'd like to see Grease after Curtain, where everyone is no <laughs> longer friends, after they <laughs> sing, we're friends together, yeah, forever and ever. Really, it's just Carly Rae Jepsen, like, staring at Julianne Huff. Well, because like, Carly Just, Rae... like, with daggers in her eyes. <laughs> well, because Frenchie goes back to high school. Right. She dropped... She, she... So she can't be friends she, forever. She, the beauty school dropout, goes back to high school. Yep. Which means she has another year. And thus, Grease 2 was born. Anyways, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> so, I... What did you think about it? Because, obviously, anything that I say is going to be painted by my affection or lack thereof of the show. I like the camera movement. Okay. I liked how they masked the cameras everywhere. Yeah. Some of that stuff was neat. Yes. Yes. I, uh, well, I was actually on the lot. Uh, this was filmed on Warner Brothers' lot. Right. And during the last week of 2015, yes. Yes. I went to the Warner Brothers' lot and yes, took their studio did. tour. This is true. And I happened to walk into the. Uh, the sound so stage it was going to be. So you in. walked you walked through Rydell High is what you're telling me. Yes. Okay. Well, the gym of Rydell High. Sure. Yes. That's as far as I know. That is Rydell High. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Is is Rydell? As far as my knowledge. So, I walked around there. It was cool. Uh, I didn't see cool. anybody there. Ah. Uh, because I don't know where they were at. Well, because yeah, if you had, I would have been like. Demanding a Carly Rae Jepsen autograph, so uh, I would have gotten you like a shirt or something that with her autograph. No, just a shirt off her back. Her actual shirt. Yeah, her actual shirt. I'm okay with this. So am I. Yeah, it smells like Carly. <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Carly, we're not creepers. Good. If you're listening to this, this is my proposal. No, uh, <laughs> you're not proposing. Getting down on one knee. No. Oh, it wouldn't. I wouldn't do it over a podcast. I would do it in person. I have class or so over the phone. <laughs> so over the phone. Uh, no, no, BFB iChat. I'm gonna FaceTime her. Just, <laughs> just send her a text. Just a text with a ring on it and, and like saying, say, saying like, "Hey, boo." Hey, boo. I know you want it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me. So here's my number. Here's my number. <laughs> call me, maybe. So call me, maybe. Okay. So besides the. So, yeah, the camera stuff, the technical stuff was cool. The way they kind of made it, again, kind of 360. Yes. Kind of, they, they interredoed it. Yeah. In a way, where in order to keep it, like, to keep it being live, they would mask people doing costume changes and set trans transformations by switching the angle to something else for a moment and then switching back. Yes. Yes. That, that, that was well. good. That was well done. The it was a lot better than The Wiz. The performances, though. I mean, Mario Lopez could get the hell out of there. Mario Lopez. He, he walked through that. He was disaster. the worst part. One of the it. characters, I believe, even accidentally refers to him as Mario. <laughs> and I laughed really hard because I was like, hey, that's not his character's name. Yep. But I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, also, bad. 
we just want to talk about the bad stuff because I want to talk about the bad stuff. Yeah. Uh, that song was way out of Carly's range. Poor Carly was just that was not a good performance from her. She needed something with a little more energy than that. She's also very pasty. Why yes, did you she's say pale. Canadian? She's very Canadian, so she's very pale. It's just her nature. Uh, I thought Julianne Huff was good though. She was good. She's got some pipes. Aaron Tivet was okay. Tate. Tate? Is it Tate? I believe it's pronounced Tate. I think it's Tivet. Aaron Tate. Tate? I went to church with some t- Tates, except I believe they pronounced it Twait, like with the W sound. Okay. But I've, I've, whenever well, I've heard I Aaron... The v in whenever there. I've heard his name pronounced, it's been Tate. Okay. Like, as, in it, as if it was T-A-T-E. Well, I'm like every other high school teacher out there who sees his name. Tivet. And yes. perfectly Tivet. Yes. Well, Glenn knew him from Graceland, and I liked him in Graceland. Right. But, yeah, here, I mean... He's okay. He, everything was good except his hair. Oh, God, his <laughs> hair was terrible. It was the point, though. I mean, that's... Well, yes, entire... his hair was... See, 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 do, do, no, do you know this, but Grease, the title, is based on a combination of things. It's either the Grease, like, them working on the car, but it's also they would put Grease into their hair. Also, they're they called would slick greasers. back like that because they were Greasers. That's why they were called Greasers, you see. Yes. It's because of the Grease in their hair. You see? You yes. get it? I get it. Grace? See, this should be it's called word. High School Musical Senior Year. <laughs> be a that's, already a, that's already a thing, isn't it? Not when it was a thing. <laughs> Not when it first came out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure High School Musical Senior Year is a thing that well, exists. Well, now it is a thing, yes. Also, both involve Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, yeah. Vanessa Hudgens was in there. <laughs> she was actually one of the better parts She's of this She's all right. Thing. Yeah, she was all right. I like the dude with the glasses and the guitar. He's okay. I don't know who that guy is, but he's all right. Yeah, uh, he uh, he's from the Nickelodeon kid, actually. Oh, is he? Yeah. I have no idea. Same with Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, there you go. Oh, no, she's Disney. She's Disney. She's Disney. Well, My bad. not so much anymore. Well, yeah. But, yeah. Anyways, okay. So, all right. So, so we, differ, we differ in opinion. Yes. But. I was okay with it. I wouldn't see it again, but I was okay with watching it live. Oh, God, no. Yeah, you, we probably, you probably, the thing with those live performances is that they cannot be, they cannot be viewed again. No. Part of it's part of the whole novelty is that they're live. Right. So to remove the live out of it, I think would take oh, away from. But the, the one good thing that did come part. out of this, okay, is that during the end scene, okay, uh, while they were everyone was gathering, they put the actors on the trams. Yes, and had them drive. Yes. around the trams. They drove to. Well, it was weird because so they have in the film, the homecoming, uh, the, the happens end of at an actual carnival. This is the end of the year. Yeah. It's not homecoming. Oh, is that when it is? Homecoming? No, no, it's graduation. Yeah, it's graduation, whatever it is. It's grad night or whatever yeah. it's supposed to be. Ha- happens at like the actual carnival, right? Whereas this, they do, they kind of They go both from the gym to the car- a carnival set. And so yes. it's like they're trying to do both the ending of the stage version and the ending of the film version. Right. And have the best of both worlds thing. Yes, I know. That's another uh, High School Musical reference there. Uh, or no, no, that's, that's not a, Hannah Montana. No, that's Hannah Montana. Never mind. I get my Disney mixed up. Uh, but yeah, and I thought that was kind of a neat idea to have them like jump on the trams, very in- in- anachronistic, but still, and then get over there. However, because you had actors driving and not actual stunt people uh, driving, yeah, you see the one almost fall one over. of them almost falls over because they hit <laughs> they turned too early and hit the curb. I love that stuff because it's only live. And you television. can see him go, oh shit, as he hits the curb. <laughs> I see, I'm watching it, and I see him yeah. cut it short. I'm like, he he's going to hit the curb. And sure enough, he hits the curb, and his face goes from happy singing to, oh, God, don't tip over. Please don't <laughs> tip over. How funny would that have been? 
How hilarious would that have been? It would have made it a whole like, lot oh. better. Everybody falls out. Okay, we're, we should stop talking about Greece. Okay. Uh, what else uh, was this week? Or uh, are we talking future stuff? You want to talk the Iowa caucus real quick? Uh, I don't think we should. I don't think we're a politics podcast. No, but that was in the media. That Yes, it was in the media. We can talk that it happened. That's what I'm saying. But I don't think we should probably talk about the results or anything. Oh, I'm not talking about the results. I'm just saying it happened. Yes, that happened. It okay. happened. In the Okay. So if you want to look up the Iowa caucus results, look it up. do it on your own time. We're not a political podcast. No. Let's move on. So, But <laughs> what did happen on TV is yeah. the return of TV. It's February. Yes, this is the prodigal so month. So TV returns. TV came back or is, is in the process of coming back. Yes, slowly between this week and next week, your favorite shows will be returning. Yes, you. Your favorite shows. Not mine, month. but yours. Yes, yours. Mine's next month uh, and the following month. Yes, so some examples. Some examples are the Venture Brothers. Uh, that would be the Adult Swim show that's been on and off television so many times over the last ten years. Because they take forever <laughs> in production. Right. But what's good about this season is that, unlike doing the previous, um, they're in the they're in the lab. They go on adventures, Johnny Quest style, or spy style. They actually moved the entire cast to New York, and now they're doing a whole superhero <laughs> parody. Okay. This season. Sure. Which All is right. a great change of pace. And because they're neither affiliate with Marvel nor DC, they can get away with stealing from both. Yep. And why not? And why not? Well, actually, technically, if you want to get technical here, yes. Cartoon Network is a uh, Turner uh, thing which has links to Warner Brothers, which would, in te- technically, they would have access to DC stuff if they really, really wanted it. But I think they like to play it fast and loose yes. with... Yes. These parodies. Yes. But I'm just saying that technically they're corporate overlords. If you go back, if you uh, go up top enough, DC is affiliated right. with them. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> Other thing that returns to TV. Yes. Uh, the Muppets. Yes, we watched uh, the neck, the last, uh, the most recent episode of that. And boy, is it meta. Uh, yeah, it seems like they're doing a commentary on maybe some feedback they, reser- re- they received during the break because it definitely seems like they are trying to bring more of that classic Muppets feeling and classic Muppets references back in the show. Which is what was previously stated over the break is that they needed the extra month to retool the show and make it more of a classic Muppets feel. Yes. Instead of bringing on guest star, guest star, guest star. Yeah. Which, I mean, this episode had Key and Peele, which is always a plus. Right, always a plus. Sorry, I just keep thinking of that text we got earlier. Uh, <laughs> like, where did that go down? <laughs> Apparently there's a bar fight happening, and we're not aware of it. Uh, At least you warned us of a cat fight. Yes, and that's true. It's a different kind of thing. Bro code. All right, what else? All right, other stuff that happened. Uh, Agent Carter returned. What was previously a six-episode mini-event right. has turned into a full-fledged series. Because they, rightfully so, that thing did well enough where they bought more episodes. And Haley Atwell returns as the yep. strong female uh, protagonist. I hear that's I hear that's a good show. Yes, it is a good show. It's uh, it plays when Marvel's Agents of Shield is off it's the air, off, <laughs> off season. It's yeah, off season. It's the replacement. Yep, because they're both uh, technically Agents of Shield. Right. But well, this one takes place in the fifties, where right, right, Haley right. Atwell, it's being a, a woman, has piece. to overcome. Yes. The period piece of the 50s and... The fun stuff. Yep. When it was fun time to be a woman. Yeah. And anyways. Anyways. Other... Uh, NBC had the new show that I... Okay. 
uh, You, Me, and the Apocalypse. Right. With Rob Lowe. Is that out? That is out. Should we watch that? I, that's why it was on here. I meant to watch uh, it. We should have watched that because I, I feel timid. I don't want to recommend it unless we're sure that it, it seems okay. The, the, the promos don't seem terrible. It's just the premise itself know. is kind of out there. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, and plus it feels like we just had Last Man on Earth, which had such a different approach to the apocalypse as a storytelling device. Yep. That to see this a different show do it, but before the apocalypse happens is a weird take. I don't know. And plus I just, I just watched that, uh, what's that movie um, with, uh, is it Steve Carell? Oh yeah, and, so, uh, so you're seeking Kira for Knightley. a friend. Yeah, seeking a friend, friend for the end of the world. world. Would probably take, would probably touches on a lot of the same stuff. Right, they seem so, kind of coexistent. So I don't know. We're gonna have to watch that, and uh, we'll report back next week. Yep. But, next. And the other show that just happened as of yesterday. I have a question for you. Go ahead. Do you think you can dance? Well, I think I can, but that's not where I was going. That's not where you're going. No. I thought you were gonna talk about so you think you can dance. Well, I was gonna talk about so you think you can dance because. <laughs> That returns. That right. actually finally got picked up for its 13th season. Finally. Oh, my God. Well, we were because so it was in limbo for so long of whether or not it was going to air on Fox okay. or on some other channel. Oh, okay. Got it. Or whether they would even have it all together. But they brought it back. But Fox is bringing it back. Well, there you go. And so it returns in May. Dancing. Yes. Uh, May, thir- May 30th. End oh. of the month. And real quick, while we're talking um, uh, Fox reality shows, our weekly idol update uh, so last week was the Hollywood week, uh, Hollywood uh, round one, which was round, uh, lines of ten, where basically they just lined up, sang, and they decided whether they want to keep them or not. Um, and episode two, Thursday's episode, was the group week. So if you want to watch... Uh, some drama actually some go drama, down on the show. That's when that happened. Uh, it wasn't that dramatic. I mean, there was some weird stuff going on, some of the groups, but ultimately it was kind of boring. Um, oh, yeah, it's group week. Yeah, so uh, this coming week will be, or starting tonight, I want to say, yes. as of this recording, yep. Wednesday night, uh, will be uh, the, I guess, another, well, like the next round, which I guess is more individual individuals, and then it's And then they spin them into the three rooms. Then it's the rooms, and they choose the rooms, and then it's the long hallway walk to yep. see whether they're in the top 24. So that's where we're at with Idol. All right, last thing for TV. Last thing for TV is the FX new series. Yes. I should reiterate, this is a series <laughs> and not a mini ep- mini movie, or I guess it is technically a mini sub movie, but it is a TV series for now. The People vs. OJ. Right. Yes. Uh, what's the full title? It's it's The People vs. OJ Simpson, an American Crime Story. Uh, I believe is the full story. Which is weird because American Crime is an actual (laughs) show on ABC. I know. I wonder if that's on there just to confuse people. Well, because the full title... Oh, an American Crime Story. Well, because that's actually the full title of a book that this is based off of. Well, actually, they showed that book, and it's like, got an even further separate title. Yeah. It's like, also, the last name of that man's name, the uh, uh, the author is Tubin, which makes me laugh. Tubin. Is it Tubin? Tubin. No, T-O-O-B-I-N. Oh. Like the midway uh, 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 game where you're in the life raft going down yes. the, the thing. Tubin. Yeah. Yes, Tubin. <laughs> Tubin. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, we watched the first episode of that. 
the O.J. Simpson. Uh, how are you liking it so far? Surprise, David Schwimmer's back on TV. David Schwimmer as none other than Rob Kardashian. Dropping in those Chris references. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, little tiny uh, Chloe and Courtney running around. Yep. You get to see Kim's bedroom. But enough about the Kardashians. <laughs> this is not about the Kardashians. This is about O.J. Right. And Delicious orange juice. Yes. It's my favorite beverage. But also O.J. Simpson. Yes, also O.J. Simpson. Yeah, basically. Who who won? Who won? So this is how he won, right? <laughs> how he did it. I mean. I mean, how, <laughs> if I did it. That's something uh, else. That's his book, If I Did It. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I thought it was interesting how uh, it takes, it, does, it, it chooses not to show the murder going down. Because it we don't know how the murder it goes down. as the media portrayed it, and it definitely seems to, even though it knows that the audience knows that he's more than likely guilty, <laughs> and that years of, of analysis on this story has pretty much proven that, it's still not going to just outright say it. And it still does an interesting job of dramatizing both sides of the conflict. And so... It's okay Wait, so far. You're saying there's drama here? I'm saying that there's drama. It's almost as if you're going to get a lot of people yelling at each other. You're going to get tense stares. You're going to get Cuba Gooding Jr. overacting. It's, yeah, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. is in this. And he's overacting <laughs> constantly. Surprise. He's yelling at people left and right. It's intense. But, uh. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I mean, well, we'll continue watching. I mean,. It's only supposed to be ten episodes, I think. Right. Which, which covers uh, the whole trial. I mean, it's not like they could do a part two of this. <laughs> I mean, it's it a ends, season it two. It's not like there's a season two of, now let's see it from the other side. No, no, <laughs> no. They're, they're showing both sides here. This will end. This will begin and this will end. Yeah, which be minisodes. So, yeah, we'll talk about it more uh, next time. We get another episode in. So uh, we're at the, at the hour oh, mark. Yes. We should have more to talk about, so let's crank these stories out. Uh, deaths. Do we really have to do this every week? I like to do it every week. You like to. Okay. Well, You're very morbid. Well, I like to do it because we like to honor those who... Sure. Let's talk called. about the funny one first. Let's get that out of the way since we're talking about TV. Okay. Uh, MTV yes. had a series called Fighting Carter. Did they? Because I have no idea what that is. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> oh, God. What uh, is Finding Carter as he types? It's not Finding Dory. No, no, no. Not Finding... No. It's just Finding <laughs> Carter. It lasted two seasons. What was it? It was when it's a two teenager... Two seasons more than I knew. It's when a teenager finds out she was abducted as a toddler and returns to her biological family. Um, okay. Sure. And basically tries to live a normal life. So it got canceled. Even though everyone knows, oh, you're the adopt... You're, you're the baby. That was a... That okay. was a... So an MTV show got got canceled. Whoop de doo. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why. A MTV. Uh, why are we covering this? Because <laughs> because not a lot of shows got canceled. It seems really niche. Is what I'm saying. Well, not a lot of shows got canceled, and it's just the premise alone seems like it wouldn't last yeah, more than two would seasons. Yeah, last as well. It's like okay, you're abducted. <laughs> Let's see how you integrate into the real world. If you can't figure that after one season, you're kind of a, a dick. <laughs> Oh, you're kind of an idiot. Pick, pick one or the other. That works, too. All right. All right. And uh, the other thing that left us, Frank Finlay, 89, of Heart Failure. He was in most notable films of 
The Pianist. Oh, okay. Where you play the old guy. See, when I saw this in your show notes, I didn't know whether he was an actor or an actual pianist. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. He could just be really into this pianist. I don't know. No, no, he was an actor. Okay, he was an actor he's in a, the he's movie. A British, he's a British actor. The Pianist. Yes, he's, he's mainly a British actor. Okay. He did a lot of British television. Oh, okay. Got so, it. yeah. Well, that's sad. Yep, that happened. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Music. Okay. Matt, you actually listened to music this week. I listened to music this week. We have music to cover. In fact, I even listened to uh, some music that involved involved, uh, somebody uh, that you uh, already had a story on. So do we want to do that first? Let's go in order. All right, let's go in order. Uh, so you're, you had a story here about, I guess, Zane uh, Malik, uh, formerly of One Direction. Yes. Less, as a solo project now. Yes. Less than one week of breaking yes. up with his bandmates, he released a single. He dropped a single. Yes. And boy, does it sound like every other One Direction song. So let me talk about the single. Go ahead. I listened to the single today. What's it called? Uh, I want to say it was like something like Bulletproof or something. Is that what? I, I don't Bulletproof, know. Bulletproof, Body Proof, body something? Bulletproof is that other song. <laughs> Bulletproof. No, I'm not talking about that Bulletproof. Uh, pillow Talk. Pillow Talk? I don't know why. I was thinking, like, th- three-syllable words, I guess. <laughs> pillow Talk. So, that song's not very good. It's it's not very good at all. Uh, it's like one of the... You know how, like, pop music sometimes has a problem where it just sounds like the song is searching for a hook and it's just searching endlessly and then it never really finds one. So it kind of has like four of them. Yeah. That's one of these songs. Oh, okay. And it's just, it, it never really finds its footing. I think Zane doesn't sound very unique in it. He sounds almost like The Weeknd, like, but like even somehow more drugged out. Well, he does have that falsetto to <laughs> Yeah, him. it's not that impressive either. It's just a kind of a boring song. Also, it's weirdly like he drops F-bombs in it, like really like just like every every turn of the chorus and I'm like dude Zane you know you're oh like, you listen to the unedited fan- version well yeah it was the one on Spotify oh okay I listen to the radio <laughs> edit that's why <laughs> there you go there's your first mistake yep if you're gonna listen to a crappy song listen to the real version of the crappy song okay no but yeah it's not very good I don't recommend it uh bodes well for that album Okay, but anyways, I also listened to three albums that came out this week um so I'll just go over them real quickly Sia. So Sia, uh, the pop star, uh, most known for... Not showing her face. Writing, not showing her face, one. And two, writing songs for other people. Uh, she's written songs for Rihanna, Beyonce, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen, to name a few. Um, and she also has become a uh, sensation on her own right, uh, coming up with a few uh, hits, mostly off her last album. Uh, you might know her from Chandelier or Elastic Heart, her two biggest hits. Uh, this album sees her uh, kind of doing the same thing. Uh, it's a lot of pop ballads. Uh, it has kind of a slow pace, uh, except it does pick up towards the end. Uh, the last half of this is probably the best. However, it definitely does feel like these were meant for other people. Like, straight up, if you look at the liner notes, they are. Uh, in fact, some of them were re- Rihanna rejects, and you can tell because it definitely seems like some of the stuff is catered towards Rihanna's voice or someone else's voice. And see, it does have a good, unique voice on her own, but it's not necessarily enough to keep an entire album afloat. And especially with, it does kind of end up sounding kind of samey. But there are some really, really great moments. So if there was any album I would say to listen, that I would recommend you listen to this week, it'd probably be that one. 
Uh, I want to mention real fast. I would have mentioned, uh, would have listened to Rihanna's "Anti." However, I missed the the brief moment that I could download it for free. So uh, it goes wide this coming week. It will no How longer wide? be all wide. It'll <laughs> double wide like a trailer. There you no, go. Um, it, it it was previously a title exclusive. That would be T I D A L title. Uh, the um, the Jay Z. The Jay-Z helmed uh, streaming, high-quality streaming website. Uh, but uh, it will be on, presumably on, um, more streaming sites and available in physical form this coming Friday. Uh, so I will talk about it next week. Uh, other albums. So Charlie Puth, his album Nine, what was it called? Bring it Nine, thing one. back up. Some nine track nine mine, tra- which is a terrible name. Also, it has twelve tracks on the album, so he's lying to you. Also, where's Charlie Puth from? <laughs> so Charlie Puth is the guy who does the hook in that uh, Wiz Khalifa Fast, 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 Fast Furious Seven, Seven song. Yes. So the Paul Walker tribute song. Uh, so Charlie Puth is the guy with the false falsetto uh, hook at the end, at, in, in that in that song. It's been a long so, day. Would I surprise you if I told you that that's pretty much the extent of his talent? Just all falsettos? <laughs> so, not all falsettos, but, like, that sound is just, pretty just, much all you can do. I have a high yeah, voice. Yeah, pretty much. So, imagine you that. really like. So, imagine that, but 12 times. Uh, and a couple of those times, he's accompanied by somebody, including Megan Trainer, who uh, accompanies him on the song... Which is now a single for him. Um, let's Marvin Gaye and get it on. Which I yeah, think is just called Marvin Gaye. Yes. On, on the album, but still. So if dumb. you're looking for a Valentine's <laughs> song to play for your Choose significant other. Choose something other than that. Because it sucks. <laughs> and also, Ariana Grande uh, has a guest spot on one of the better songs in the album. But when I say better, I don't really mean better. It's all pretty bad, and it was a slog to listen to. Uh, he pretty much is pretty one-dimensional as a singer uh he tries to do these weird like i don't know here's a ballad that i put 808 drums in for some reason here's a here's a uh this new kind of doo-wop kind of fusion thing that doesn't really get off the ground and the sad part here is he records and produces all his own stuff i can see why no one will pick him up though so he's basically responsible for his own fate and it's He's also responsible for a pretty lousy album. Anyways. So it's uh, like his fate is kind of yeah. going to go poof. I think we will all forget about Charlie Puth. So it's going to go yep. poof. He's going to go poof. Uh, rounding out this week was uh, Block Party. Uh, Block Party's new album, Hymns. If you're not familiar with Block Party, they were kind of big around the time um, that a lot of British indie bands were coming up, including um, God. Uh, Rolling Stones. <laughs> no. Met law after that. This was like the 2000s boom. Oh. Uh, the Arctic Monkeys, when they first hit it big. Okay. Uh, it's around that kind of time. So early 2000s, they were kind of around the same time as we were getting stuff from like the Strokes. I mean, that's an American band, but you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, it was around that time, and so they were actually had some pretty important... Their, their album Silent Alarm was actually pretty well received. Uh, I didn't hear that one. However, <laughs> uh, so they've uh, they had a comeback of sorts uh, a couple years ago, and started recording music regularly again. And this is their second uh, stab at a resurgence. It's okay. 
Um, there's some interesting sounds they kind of play with. They can play with more synthy sounds. Um, the lead singer uh, is also their lyricist, and he's maybe not the best lyricist in the world. He's kind of clunky. Um, and some of the phrasing here um, and some of the, the themes that they're working with is not super great. Uh, he kind of bounces bounces uh, between talking about like religious themes. There's a big undercurrent of God. There's a whole song that's pretty much like talking about the good news in the biblical way of the term. And good news, everybody. I guess he said in an interview as much that he wanted to use rock music has an evangelical tool which is kind of an interesting idea especially considering this is an album that also has a song about drugs and also a song about sex so it's all over the place uh you can tell he's pat they're passionate about what the music they're making but it doesn't all work and so it's not that great so that's the music this week i'm gonna try to keep up to date on the major releases every we'll week. We'll cover we'll cover, we'll cover everything. Well, well, I'll talk about Rihanna next week. I'll also probably talk about a few more other things. Does the Kanye come out? Uh, Kanye is on the eleventh. On the eleventh, so which is next week. Which is that? Will we record a podcast before that? No, I think that'll be the or following one. It'll be the following week, right after. It hits on Thursday, so we will not talk about waves slash swish slash uh, whatever the hell that thing ends up Kanye's. actually being called. Kanye CD, uh, when uh, the th- in two weeks, but next week we'll t- I'll talk about Rihanna's anti, and I'll also probably talk about a couple other things. I think Loretta Lynn has an album coming out this month. Uh, country um, singer who has not put out an album since two thousand four. Uh, I think she has something out coming out soon, and some other stuff is coming out soon. So I'll listen to it, so you don't have to. <laughs> Wait, me or them? Uh, either. Both? All. You're going to save our ears? I'll save your ears. Okay. Right. Okay, ear Jesus. <laughs> ear Jesus. Ear Jesus. Save me from the bad music, ear Jesus. Think about that block party. All right, what do we got? All right, games. Games. Uh, we play them. We play them. And it's a new <laughs> month. So if you have PlayStation Plus, which, why won't you? Why don't you? It's 50 bucks for an entire year. Yeah. Uh, Chub change. You should probably get that. You should probably get that. Yep. So, uh, PlayStation Plus, it's February, which means new games coming out. Alright. We have Grid, Autosport, Helldivers. You should be more specific here. These are the free games you get for PlayStation Plus membership. What we mean by that is you can download them for free, uh, as long as you are a PlayStation Plus member. Or you can do what I do is (laughs) download them. Do what I do. As when you basically say, I purchased them, and then when you eventually get around to playing them... Then you can go back and download them for free. Right. You don't have to download them right now. As long as you remain a PlayStation Plus member. And you have them purchased as a free download, you can re-download them to your PlayStation device. Yep. Whenever you want. It's real cool. Real awesome. Uh, Xbox Live has this as well. Just want to make that clear. But they suck. That you suck. Yes. Well, we're big... equal opportunity platform holders Okay, well, here. the big one coming out uh, this week. I want to appear that we're biased. Yes. Well, the big one is uh, <laughs> Persona 4. Uh, for the PS3. Sure. That's a big no, franchise. No, that's not Persona 4. That's Persona 4 Arena something, which Arena is a Ultimax. spinoff. I believe that is the fighting spinoff. Right. Uh, not to be confused with the actual Persona 4. Okay. Well, <laughs> other games that uh, came out, or actually, we have some, uh, those are all games that are just PlayStation free. Yeah. Go on the PlayStation Plus. 
Yeah, go to check free them games. Out. Check, check them, them out. out. Also, there'll be new ones for Xbox Live Gold members yep. this year as well. Check those out too if you're a member of that right. service. Uh, well, in in terms of news this week, so I have something to add after this uh, Bethesda story you've got. All right. Well, uh, uh, why don't you go first then? Quick. I was just gonna say. Uh, oh, you go first. <laughs> we have some E3 stuff. So E3 uh, is a thing that happens. It's a video game conference that happens in the in the uh, summer months, uh, usually around July time. And we have a couple of new stories coming out of that section here. Uh, one of them being that Electronic Arts, that's EA, uh, one of the biggest third-party video game publishers in the last several years. Uh, several years. That's not even true. The last decade several decades they are a powerhouse i mean everybody knows ea i mean they were voted what the worst company in america for several years in a row or something like that they will not yes not be attending e3 proper this year in a big change typically they're one of the ones that has one of the bigger booths at the show they're one of the ones with the bigger press conferences they typically have a press conference on monday morning of e3 week that will all change because instead they have decided to have a separate off-site show, both in Los Angeles and in London, that will be open to the public. This is where they'll be showing off their new games and, and will also have some sort of show streaming in lieu of a traditional press conference. Right, much like Ubisoft does and... Uh... Well, big C, Sony. Oh, well, I was talking about Bethesda. While you were out in the room, right. I told you I was telling the podcast about something that you may not have heard of that right. I heard about today. Is EA will not be at E3. Really? In a big time change for them. They instead will be doing, I'll just repeat myself, I guess. They'll be doing an off-site show um, that will be both in Los Angeles and London, open to the public, where they will be showing off their new games. And they will also be doing a streaming of some sort of press conference equivalent instead of doing a traditional press conference which means this is important because that frees up their monday time slot for some other company to use we at this point do not know who's going to take that time slot we don't know if it's going to be moved at all we don't understand we don't know anything uh i don't like people running the show take that time slot I, it could happen they typically do a monday morning show right. so i don't know but yeah so you have bethesda down here so i saw that they had announced something about their e3 presence what did they announce they announced that they will actually have a press conference. So this is the second year that yes, they've done second this. second year in a row. Last year they did their big uh, show where they uh, kind of revealed more gameplay for Fallout 4, and they talked about, like, that. What, whatever happened to that Elder Scrolls card game? Is that ever going to come out? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so they're doing the, that again this year. Yep. So uh, we think, what do we think they're going to show off? They're going to, uh, the two that we know of, they're going to show off Doom. Yes. And probably Dishonored 2, right? Right. But what else? Um, they will show off, um, from what I've read online, speculation is um, Fallout 3 DLC. Okay. Maybe they'll talk about the mod stuff, the console yes. mod stuff, because we haven't had any console mods yet. Right. And I believe the uh, what's the other one that they do? The, sub <laughs> the shooter one. That other game. Yeah, that, that shooter game that they do. Uh, besides Doom and Fallout and... Uh, yeah, um... Do people really think they're going to do a sequel to Rage? Because I don't think they're going to do a sequel to Rage. No, no, no. <laughs> Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Uh, That's what it was. Well, I mean, they just did the last Wolfenstein thing they did. Unless it's a proper sequel, um, they did kind of a 
smaller. Uh, they did the new order. Yeah, well, the new order was the proper like last game they did right. with Wolfenstein. Then they did like kind of a new order, the old blood, which was kind of like a smaller downloadable thing. Okay. So do you think they announce a new proper Wolfenstein game? Probably. Like a sequel to New Order. I think that I think they'll announce a sequel, but it won't be ready till next year. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, well that's probably enough. I don't. I really. I doubt sincerely that they will have any sort of teaser for another Elder Scrolls. I don't think no, we're far no, off. We're not in Elder Scrolls territory. I don't yet. think we're not. They have to finish Fallout Four uh, DLC uh, plans first before they even start talking about Elder Scrolls Six. But they probably will talk about Elder Scrolls Legend, which is that card game. That's the card games. Yeah, okay. they call it Legend. And they'll probably talk about whatever they're whatever they're trying to do to keep Elder Scrolls Online afloat. Right. Okay. Moving on. What okay. else do we got for games? Moving on. Uh, we have a Pokemon game. But, but not the one. Well, like, not uh, but a surprise one, right? Not, uh, not your traditional Pokemon yeah. game, no. This is Detective Pikachu. So we don't ho- know a whole lot about Detective Pikachu. It exists right now, I guess it's an episodic thing for 3DS. I believe so, yes. It involves a Pikachu that I guess is a detective along with a person. It seems like very Western designed. That's uh, next to uh, Pikachu. Pikachu's wearing a detective hat. Because that's how you can tell he's a detective. And um, the internet has taken this and run with it. <laughs> and um, boy, have they run with it. So it seems like the game is kind of, yeah, it was like an adventure, kind of Japanese adventure game style. The first episode of which I believe was released this week. So there is Pikachu being a detective uh, out in the world already. One of the weird things, notable things about this is that Pikachu actually has a voice actor. Pikachu speaks. So, presumably, if this comes to the U.S., they will have to uh, have an actor for Trey Pikachu. And the the internet has now uh, started... Uh, a, a campaign of sorts. A campaign of sorts uh, started with a petition uh, that got thousands of signatures that Danny DeVito uh, be the voice of Detective Pikachu. Because why the hell not? Well, so he kind of looks like it. He doesn't look like a, He's got a grumpy streak going on, and he's also short... So it makes some sense that Danny DeVito would be Pikachu here, but still, but he doesn't have the high pitched voice though thing. that Pikachu would have. That doesn't matter. He's a detective Pikachu. Uh, he can be gruff. So in the in the random world where Pikachu speaks. Yes, because again, if we're already giving up and we're just assuming that this Pikachu speaks, then all bets are off, right? Right. <laughs> I I guess so because you've had. Yes, this used to happen. Oh, God. Yes, there used to be a one-minute melee where Detective Pichu, Pikachu goes up against Phoenix Wright. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. Oh, my God. Anyway, so, yeah, we don't know really that much about Detective Pikachu. Uh, I'll do some reading. I'll see if I can find some more out, and maybe we'll talk about it next week. If this ever comes to the U.S., I'm sure we'll talk about it as well. Good Lord, I did not need to see that. Moving on. This is why you don't Google image search anything Pokemon. I've yes. learned that. The hard way. Rule 36. Moving on, can you tell me about this uh, crowdfunding gone wrong story of the week? Yes. Ant Simulator. Ant Simulator. Yes. There's a video game Is out this a there. simulator where you play uh, your mother's sister? No, not that ant. Oh, okay. No. This is uh, started by one guy. Uh, one dude. I think uh, Indiegogo. He Indiegogoed it. Or, or one of the crowdsourcing ones. Okay. Kickstarter, Indiegogo, one of them. Sure. Where... He wanted to make a game where you played as an ant as part of a colony. And basically, <laughs> you'd walk around and everything around you would be huge. Are you saying he wanted to simulate 
being an ant? Yes. Okay. Much in the line of goat simulator and <laughs> right. tractor simulator and yes. airplane simulator and all those other great simulator yes, and farm games. Farm simulator and truck sim. Yes, all of them. Yes, uh, he wanted to create ant simulator. Where uh -huh. Everything around you would be huge. He wanted to. Yes, he wanted to. He actually got funding for it. Okay. He got overfunding for it that he decided to bring on two people. Oh, good lord. One person to manage uh, the money, uh -huh. and another person to manage um, the sort of press side of it. Okay. You know, no, to keep him on track, because he was only because he's a programmer, and his only focus was making the game. Well, when you go into business with a couple people, you might want to do some background checks on them because <laughs> they could royally screw you over. Yeah. Which is specifically what happened here. All right. So what happened here? So this game, which got, got funded, uh -huh. is now officially canceled. Yeah. The guy went on YouTube mm -hmm. and made a video, a vlog, saying this game is canceled. This game will no longer come out. <laughs> My partners in this LLC that I created have squirrely screwed me over. They took they took all the funds that that he garnered from uh, his uh, campaign. Yeah, and they blew it all <laughs> on alcohol and strippers <laughs> and fun. So they said, "I need a better Kickstarter. Kickstarter. I'm going to make mine with blackjacks and blackjack and hookers." No. They said, we're going to make our own ant simulator with blackjack yes. and hookers. There you go. Unfortunately, no ant simulator will come out. Wow. So he wow. apologized to everyone. He is currently, I think, trying to sue them uh, to get his money back. Right. And he has promised, at least in the video, that he'll do everything in his power to pay back everybody who donated. Good. Which is good for him. Yeah, it's good but, for him, but that's a huge task to undertake. Yeah. Paying back all those people, presumably this is successful, right? Yes. So it's like, that's a lot of a lot of people that gave money. That was like a lot of money, too. He could have. I mean, if, I mean, it's nice of him to do that because he could have just done what most people do on Kickstarter and just be like, well, didn't work out. Bye. Yep. You know? Because yeah, so, that's just... the thing about Kickstarter is you know you're basically opting into that thing. You're basically saying, I know that there's a chance if I give my money to this thing, this may never turn out. Right. Even though they do give you, like, oh, if we reach this, if you, if you pledge this amount, right. we'll give you this goal. But even that's never a guarantee. Because right. you don't know what's actually going to happen when they hit production. So, yeah, Kickstarter, crowdfunding, it's all a gamble. But this one takes that literally. Yeah, <laughs> where they went and gambled <laughs> it and blew it on cocaine and explaining the joke. smokers <laughs> and hookers and smokers and smokers. They bought a bunch of smokers, like, like, like a beehive smoker. Yeah, a big, uh, like, yes. the, like the big green egg. Yep, the big green egg. My stepmom is a big green egg. Yeah, she is. She loves that thing. No, she has one. <laughs> oh, she okay. One. Last story of the night. Is your mom being a big it's green egg? It's not my mom being a green, big green egg. It's uh, about our uh, favorite uh, Taylor Swift. Because we didn't talk about Kanye that much this week, so we have to talk about Taylor Swift. That's right. That's the rule, right? Yes, it's Where one or the other. They're, 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 they balance each other out in the universe. So it means we get a month of, of nothing but Taylor news now. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. No, that's not true. No. We're just going to have more Kanye coming out. Yeah, because of Kanye's album. So uh, Taylor Swift uh, is getting a mobile game of her own. What? I know. By none other than uh, Glu, G L U, now, who, who are responsible. Is they are responsible for some other pop star, pop celebrity, uh, 
mobile games, including Kim Kardashian's game, uh, which I forget the name of right now, but it was Hotline Miami. It was not Hotline Miami. That's a different game completely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, then, now, I'm, now I'm imagining Kim. Now I'm imagining Kim Kardashian as a playable character in Hotline Miami, and I'm way into that. No, um. Just walk around in a, in a thong. Kim Kardashian had a game, a mobile game, uh, a while, like a couple years ago. It was basically one of those click on stuff, get coins games, and everything was like time limited. You created the fashion star, and your fashion star was basically being ten- like mentored by Kim, etc., etc. Kim yeah. Kardashian Hollywood. That's the name of that game. So apparently, there's also been a um, Katy Perry variant on this idea, and Glue developed that as well. So the general consensus here is that Taylor Swift will get something. Oh yeah, no, something. <gasps> this case I was going sounds to touch terrible. On this. No, I was going to touch on that. Uh, so, so yeah, we'll get a similar game in the similar vein. Okay. So the weird thing about this game is I actually played it, the Kim Kardashian one. Yes. And it's better than you imagine it is. Yes, it's, the actual gameplay is kind of lame. It's a lot of clicking on things and it's a lot of like waiting for timers to come back lot of waiting 20 minutes like our roommate alex was talking about how she is was waiting forever <laughs> and so but the weird thing is that the the dialogue is actually not that terrible it sounds terrible matt <laughs> um, and it's actually kind of weirdly self-aware where it'll be like it, it will like it kind of make fun of itself because it knows that it's a kim kardashian game and and so the actual execution is way better than it should be <laughs> but yeah so i don't know what the Taylor swift thing will be i bet it will be similar i also bet it'll probably be aimed towards a slightly younger audience but wait not us we will see we i mean we'll play than, it anyways than the kim Kardashian game but you can you have my word if that thing comes out i will play it <laughs> well i have no doubts about that that's <laughs> what i was doubting <laughs> so yeah yeah also screw willow pape <laughs> Anyways, let's okay. Let's close this up. This is a long podcast. Stop it's looking not that at long. Stop looking looking at screenshots of it's Kim Kardashian Hollywood. We cut off in uh, thirty minutes from last week. Yeah, we're doing good. Yeah, we'll, we'll, welcome to the ninety minute podcast. Welcome to the ninety minute so podcast. So we'll end it here. We'll end this here. Uh, so yeah, if you want to follow us on uh, Twitter, we're Media Boat Cast. Follow us on Facebook. Like our page. Just search Media Boat Podcast. Yes, uh, a couple of you have liked our page. Yes, thank you. Thank you. For liking our Groundhog Day for post. Our Groundhog's Day post. Also, thank you for liking our Groundhog Day post. Also, and then, uh, if you want to follow us individually. Also, uh, thank you for following us on Twitter. Yes, uh, my name is my uh, Twitter name is Quacker Drill. I'm Q U A C K E R D R I L L. I am not two N A U G H T the number two. We'll keep our uh, pages updated. Alex has got done a pretty good job on our uh, page so far, and. Um, Yep. Yeah, so if you want to check, check out, out more about yeah, so if you want to check out our page, you can find out more about Dang DeVito trying to be Pikachu. <laughs> you can check out uh, Elizabeth Banks in her new role, <laughs> and um, some people who had fun on Groundhog's Day. Yeah. And uh, we'll try and keep it updated. We'll we'll post something every day. Sure. So either check back on us every day or follow us yeah. on Twitter and Facebook. Check both us out at Media Boat Cast. Yeah. Media Boatcast, Media, Media Boat, Boat Podcast. Podcast. So Just, with that, that's it for this week. Check out next week and we'll be back with another Media Boat Podcast. 
Bye. Bye. No sailing puns Bully. this week. There Bully. it is. There it is. You had to have one. <laughs> no sailing puns this week. Oh, Bully. wait. Bully. Bully, everybody. Bully.